Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Friday to you. Friday p.m. End of the week. It is 9 p.m. I am just now getting my podcast out. It's rather late, I know. Thank you for your patience. It's been a very busy day. Lots of good, productive things. Day started out rather interesting. Uh, Demands that I stop commenting on someone who's made international news and whose false allegations led to or were included in, I should say correctly, um, the quote evidence bin of the Democrats with regard to the second impeachment of Donald J. Trump. This young lady is employed by our Secretary of State's office. The Georgia GOP, she is in fact the Deputy Secretary of State the Georgia GOP today, or actually on the 17th, passing a resolution calling for Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, to terminate the employment of all of those who were involved in doctoring evidence, attempting to trash evidence, and giving false testimony to the Washington Post. So when I receive a text message or an email demanding that I stop doing what I do, which is commenting on things happening in politics and culture, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. I'm not an investigative reporter. I do have sources because there's a certain level of just diplomacy and and ethically speaking that you check sources to make sure or to at least attempt to make sure that the things that you are espousing are in fact um, have some plausibility right I mean you may not have all the facts when something's breaking I mean name one news agency that waits until the entire truth of a matter comes out. There would be no such thing as breaking news if people did that, right? So people don't do that. It is not a practice. Maybe it should be. But the news is no longer unbiased as we know, and I'm not a news outlet. I am a commentator. I give my opinion on things. And so my opinion is this on this matter with the state of Georgia. And this is all I'm going to give my energy to regarding the state of Georgia. People keep trying to drag me back into Georgia. And I live in Georgia, but I'm telling you, Georgia is toast. Now we'll say, I'm proud of the Georgia GOP on the state level and giving a deadline even, of March the 24th. And I don't know what the repercussions are if Brad does not step up 
and remedy this and, and answer to the demands of the Georgia Republicans, the GOP. I don't know. It didn't list what the consequences will be if these demands are not met. Nevertheless, the body has passed a resolution that says we've had enough, something needs to be done, and you need to do it as Secretary of State. Now, mind you, it's very interesting to me that there's a gentleman who was on my show along with a few others who were calling and still are calling for the recall of Governor Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger. And they were also trying to shoot for Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor of Georgia, but they decided to, I believe they've decided to stop with Brad Raffensperger and uh, Governor Brian Kemp. And the recall efforts um, also included a rally, okay? And these folks were attempting to get people together to come and speak and really talk about election integrity. It wasn't going to be some tomato-throwing, you know, potato-tomato-throwing thing and you know, it wasn't going to be like a verbal flogging of the governor. It, it was going to be, hey, this is, you know, there are going to be people brought forth who um, have dealt with all this election mess here in the state of Georgia. They were going to talk about effective integrity, how to restore confidence in the vote, things of that nature, um, as well as, you know, informing people of what was coming next. And what's really interesting to me is that even witnesses, witnesses in the state of Georgia who testified and in people who have inside baseball knowledge of, of, of things, shenanigans that have occurred here in the state of Georgia with regard to this election, they literally testified under uh, oath when signing their affidavits. Okay entered as evidence regarding voter irregularities and outright fraud and things that should not have occurred will not sign on with the recall efforts against the governor but they will sign on against the uh, with the recall efforts of the secretary of state but not with the governor now that's interesting and there's a couple of reasons why this is happening one because uh, some of these folks are involved in politics, very deeply ingrained in politics here. And what they'll tell you is that they're working on campaigns or they're a part of measures. They don't want to be uninvited. They don't want to miss out at their, their seat at the table or they've been friends with the Kims for a really long time. And they're really good people and they just, you know, they just can't do it. That whole friendly stuff, right? The friend stuff. Um but mostly I'm hearing from folks that there's gerrymandering going on in the 6th Congressional District here in Georgia, and the Republicans are about to hand, literally hand-deliver the seat to Lucy McBath and the Democrats for good because they would rather save another district. So they're going to sacrifice the 6th Congressional District, which is a metro Atlanta area, and you'll never get it back. And people are in such fear of their districts being redistricted so that their lines are redrawn that would, that would not enable them to win. They're so afraid of the King Kemp that they will not sign on 
with a recall effort. I mean, it is a step. So when you guys go, why are you giving up on your own state? Because literally from people who are engaged in the process to people who are part of the abject problem, the swamp itself, nothing is going to change in Georgia. I just don't, I don't believe it will. You'll have to forgive me. I just don't. And that may sound nihilistic or fatalist. I have no idea what it sounds like, and I don't really care, to be honest with you. It is such a rodeo here, and it is so grotesque. And you'll notice I have not mentioned the Democrats other than to say Lucy McBath's seat in the 6th Congressional District. So this is not a Democrat bashing episode. This is when fruit trees produce stinky, crappy fruit. It's usually because the tree itself is diseased. And I live in the peach state. And our trees are filled with rotten peaches. To the core. And I think I'm just one of these chicks who's like, I just had this brought to my attention tonight, and I, I want to leave you guys with this for the weekend, something to ponder. I did not realize that I may or may not have gotten out ahead of God on some things in my life. I've been talking about battlefields, okay? And when I when I believe that I have found a a truth speaker and someone who is courageous, right? Someone who's unafraid to speak the truth. Usually that pertains to scripture, okay? And to to things that are happening behind the scenes that no one really wants to talk about. But there's evidence pointing to the fact that these things really have been occurring. That's not to say that someone's sources are, you know, um unadulterated, that, they're, they, that they can't be wrong. I mean, when I pull a source, I, I'm and I pull multiple sources, you know, when 2 plus 2 plus 2 really does equal 6, more, than, more often than not, I'm, I'm, I go with the logical assumption and presumption that I'm not just making stuff up and, you know, three to six other people aren't either from different directions. And, uh, you know, if it, if it squeals like a pig and looks like a pig, it probably is a pig, right? I don't, um, I don't usually subscribe to nailing someone on something, um, unless there's, unless there's good sourced material. One of the reasons I met someone in my, in my recent landscape of life was because I saw some of the accusations that were consistent with other accus others' accusations, and I reached out to say, hey, what is this all about? What are these accusations that you're tweeting about, that you're talking about, that, you know, what's going on? I'm, I'm looking for the information because I'd like to make a logical and sound and, you know, non-emotional decision about whether or not I'm, I'm aligning with what you're saying, Right. And so I decided that on that particular battlefield, that was a battlefield 
that I could align with because it was defending your vote, my vote. It was defending liberty, justice, equality, equal protections for our votes. It was, it was, it was a noble battle and it still is a noble battle as far as I'm concerned. But here's what I think I may have forgotten. And I hope this ministers to someone tonight because it certainly did to me whenever I got the call uh, with a particular scripture tonight. The battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. And so before we race out onto a battlefield, before we align with other warriors, it's, I believe, very important to pray, get your direction, and if, in fact, you have been called to, you know, defend the truth uh, with that person to, you know, whatever it is you're getting ready. And you soldiers out there know what I'm talking about. You know that whenever you get out on a battlefield with somebody, like, it's, you're going for broke. Like, it's, it's you know, you don't leave, you don't leave your partners out on the field. You just don't. One way we do that in the spirit is by covering people in prayer always. I talked about that on His Glory yesterday. Praying for people who have been ensnared. And I have, in fact, done that with, I believe, with every elected office that I've had aught with, including but not limited to our mayor. I just did it again this morning. Where I was like, Father, I, you know, if there are snares there where people are caught, please release them. And you know what's interesting? And I asked for mercy to be given so that they would be released and they would have an opportunity to repent. And wouldn't you know it, I got a phone call tonight from a sister in the Lord who had a scripture for me that she felt pertained to me and people around me. And it was really more about people around me, but I had my own revelation about my involvement in in this particular uh, spiritual sphere. And I was able to see it. And so I was able to confess. I was able to see where I was falling short in that matter, confess that to my father believe that he forgives me and cleanses me and from all unrighteousness and that his justice, his justice is executed on my life. So, so when I pray for someone like the deputy secretary of state to be released from her snare, because that's the best I could offer her is, is prayer that God's mercy be executed on her life. His mercy right, um, be exercised. His judgment of mercy be exercised so that she could remove herself from a snare. That's the best thing I have to offer. It does not change what she did. And if, in fact, there are legal ramifications for that, then that's something that she will have to answer for or not. Who knows at this point? I don't think anyone's going to answer for anything in the state of Georgia. I mean, God rest Harrison Deal's little young soul. We had Sydney on someone's show just last night or the other night, talk, last night, I believe, talking about how she believes he was murdered. So do, you know, many other people. <laughs> Trust that. You know, his car, I mean, I don't know how you just have this random wreck and your car literally is eviscerated, including you, 
and your engine is like 50 feet away from your car. No, no, no. I mean, we've all seen enough Jason Bourne movies to know how that works, right? And, you know, my gosh, condolences to his family, but who's going to sit around and, and think that that's not wackadoo suspicious? And then the gentleman who's attempting to investigate it is, you know, all of a sudden he becomes suicidal? No. And, and sources say that the that Harrison's family feels like it's also suspicious and and the GBI guy's family feels like that his death is suspicious. I mean, well, yeah, probably because it is suspicious. Horrible stuff. So, no, I don't think we're going to see justice anytime soon in the state of Georgia. So when people ask me, why are you just, you know, rolling it up and rolling on out of uh, of dealing with anything in Georgia, it's because what is the point? This is God's battlefield. It's his battle. I'm going to let him deal with it. I would rather spend my time building the kingdom of God. And there are so many of you out there in different states. I mean, so many states and people have contacted me to say, hey, we would love to see you. We would love a hug some pointers, you know, a pledge of allegiance for God's sakes. I mean, a prayer, something, you know, just something. And and I want to I want to warn all of us about something. I'm a very loyal person. I always have been. And there's there's stuff wrapped up in that loyalty, right? And that sounds really noble when someone says they're loyal. But but you got to wonder sometimes why people are loyal to something. I'm just being real. I'm just putting it out here. You got to wonder why people are loyal to something. And ultimately, we have to decide, are we loyal to the kingdom of heaven so that we can thereby minister to the earth that we've been entrusted with? Or are we more loyal to systems and parties, and nations, and men, and women, and pastors, and bishops, and presidents, and congressmen, and women, and state senators, and legislators, and delegates, teachers, and boyfriends, and girlfriends, and children, and husbands, and wives, and sisters, and friends, and club members, and sisters, I already say that, and mothers and fathers, then we are God. And only you can answer that. Only you can answer that for your own life. The way I've had a spirit check for myself tonight. And it's good. It's God's mercy. I'm very disappointed in anyone who would lie and attempt to falsely accuse someone to take them out. It is, it grieves me like nothing else, and probably because of my childhood experiences with being lied on a lot which I know brothers and sisters do regularly, but but my consequences seemed severe for things that I didn't do. So I have a real heart for people who maliciously, I'm not talking about misinformation. I, 
I'm a real proponent of the spirit of the law, motives. I believe motives matter. You know, so do our courts, by the way. And I believe the courts of heaven do too. That's why, you know, I caution us regularly about judging things on the surface. But I I have a real issue with people who deliberately spread faults, who craft and scheme and they're cunning for personal gain or whatever. You know, who knows? People lie all the time. Most people lie because they're afraid of something or an outcome or a person. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all generational liars. Okay, because of fear. It's usually fear of man. But when when I see that someone literally took the time to doctor evidence so that an innocent man could be found guilty, that goes to the core of everything that's wrong in this world. It's not unforgivable. It's not unforgivable. But it is beyond wicked. It's not very different from someone's image being maligned. Someone's personal agency um, being maligned in the court of public opinion. You know, we the internet has allowed us to essentially dehumanize each other beyond even our wildest comprehension of, of what we're doing and the ramifications thereof. And while some people are very busy leaping for their guns because of some, I don't know, imaginary civil war that they're waiting for, um, because everyone's been heightened and hyped up about their guns, and to the point, to the detriment of realizing that the battle is on a whole other level. It's digital. It's cyber. It's in your fingertips. It's right in front of your eyeballs, whether mounted on your wall or in your hand. That's where the battle is. And it's pretty bad for some people. There are a lot of casualties, a lot of wounded people because of an online presence. I mean, I've been swarmed. It's it's awful. I'm going to tell you, I mean, it's not fun. Um, You know, I've been a part of a what the hell campaign. So I get it. I'm in media. I comment on just about every topic you can imagine. So, and sometimes it's, you know, some of, you know, I look back on some of my tweets and I go, huh, well, I probably could have worded that a little differently. But, you know, I was mad or I was afraid or I was, you know, in a mocking mood, whatever. I wasn't exactly walking after the spirit when I tweeted it. And maybe that's the moral of the story. Maybe what we do to mitigate lies and disinformation campaigns, I'm not talking about misinformation. You're going to get misinformation. So quit expecting a a level of perfection when it comes to information. But not everyone who gives misinformation is there to cunningly deceive you. There's a difference in the spirit with which people 
report or give opinions or give information in general. So I'm not talking about defaming people. I'm talking about maliciously, deliberately deceiving people with deceptive information, also known as lies. Maybe what we do to mitigate all of that is begin in our own mirrors with confessing that we don't walk after the Spirit when we get online. We just don't. And when we don't walk after the Spirit, we're going to walk after the flesh because there's only two options in this life. And when we walk after the flesh, we reap things of the flesh and we perpetuate things onto others of the flesh. So maybe that's what we do. During this Easter season, this Passover season, we pray for forgiveness. We, uh, we atone you know, through the blood of Christ for our shortcomings, and we begin by seeing them, by recognizing them, confessing them, and expecting uh, humbly and with, with a great expectation as children of God that we will be forgiven, we will be exonerated, and we'll be washed clean and we'll be set back out on our path to do better next time. I love you guys. I'm tired. Ready for the weekend. I know you are too. Thank you so much for your emails. Keep them coming. Super glad to help you any way I can and point you in the right direction with, you know, just godly instruction and, you know, ideas about how to help your counties, how to help Democrats, liberals, Republicans, everybody coalesce, come together, you know, Take back the integrity of our election grid because it is down. All right, till Monday. Have a good weekend. Be good to yourself. Beginning, be good to your neighbor, rather, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.